All right, Kyle, let's do our intro. Okay, let's do this. Wait, what's that noise? Noise? Is that the cat? Uh, I'll be right back. Uh, okay. Oh, God! That doesn't sound good. Me, when did you grow to human size? Kyle, can I help? Stay out of this, Zach. When did he learn to talk? I guess I'll just do it myself. Why are you Wait. voguing? Wait, is this how you spell portent? Kyle, how do you spell portent? Zach, I'm busy! <laughs> this week, the Buffy Gays get their own special episode and discuss Buffy the Vampire Slayer Season 3, Episode 13, The Zeppo. We'll take down the sisterhood of Jay while we give you some behind-the-scenes trivia. We'll be left out of the fight against the apocalypse while we rate the episode on a scale of 1 to 10 stakes. And we'll discuss the queer themes and gayest moment of the episode as we ignore our zombie problem for a moment to have sex! So grab Katie the knife, Uncle Rory's fancy car, and a big old jug of kerosene and settle in for this week's episode of... Buffy Gays! Buddy! Hello all, I'm Kyle. And I'm Zach. And we're a couple of small town gays who love Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Together, we'll examine each episode of this trailblazing series through the lens of our own queer experiences. We'll dive deep into the stacks to break down each episode, share some behind-the-scenes trivia at Scooby meetings, and explore queer themes as we stand against the forces of darkness. So whether you're a first-time watcher, or you've been a fan since the old ones walked the earth. We invite you to join weekly patrols of the Sunnydale streets with your Buffy, Buffy Gaze. Hello, Zachary. Well, hi there. I just have to point out that Zach has an empty snack bowl beside him that was previously full, and I made him finish his snack before we would we could start recording. Didn't want to get those, uh... Oh my god, we're the eating of the <laughs> Yes. Yes, you should know better by now, Zachary. You have literally eaten a snack while we were recording, and I had to ask you to b- repeat the thing you said. Mm-hmm. It was like trail mix or something. And what? And what? That's why I'm here, to keep you from being mauled by uh, people with misophonia. Do I not have feelings? Do I not deserve to snack? No, you don't, actually. (laughs) (laughs) So before we uh, get started with our trivia, I want to uh, bring up some stuff that Katie messaged me. Uh, So first of all, in amends, we talked about uh, Angel's tattoo and I think we tattoo. sort of a tattoo, son. I think we sort of already like came up with it. Probably was not you know a real tattoo, and it, uh, she confirmed that it's they because apparently sometimes they forget to put it put it on him. But uh, mm-hmm. we uh, were like wondering about why this p- particular tattoo, and she brought up that it's actually like a symbol, like a a well-known symbol in Ireland at the time. Uh, it's the symbol of St. Mark. And uh, so it's like, it would have been around at the time that he was in Ireland. Mm-hmm. So uh, because apparently, 
Uh, so this thing is a lion with wings because uh, Mark supposedly had a dream once where there was an angel appearing to him as a winged lion. Oh, I thought it was a bird. Oh, apparently it's a winged... You're talking about angel's tattoo? Mm-hmm. Girl, that's definitely a lion with wings. Mm. <laughs> uh, also, uh, so we specifically asked Katie <laughs> in Gingerbread what a papal encyclical, or encyclical was. And uh, she confirmed to us that it is like a Pope newsletter. And I want to, I just want to read the example she she wrote for me. She said, uh, so it's like, Dear Father John, I heard there's a bunch of people having the sex in your area. Tell them to knock it off or they're going to hell. Maybe <laughs> have them send me some money to make up for it. Love, Pope. <laughs> that, that, that is a direct funny. quote. Yes. <laughs> From Pope. So I just had to read that. All right, Zach, are you ready to give us some trivia for the Zeppo? Ish. Is. Is. Um, so this episode uh, first aired on Tuesday, January 26th, 1999. Uh, it was directed by James Whitmore Jr., his fourth time directing Buffy the Vampire Slayer. His other credits include Faith, Hope, and Trick, Beauty and the Beasts, and I Only Have Eyes for You. All right, all right. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, so the name of this episode, the Zeppo refers to, uh, one of the Marx brothers, which, uh, Cordelia sort of references. Yes. She doesn't explain it though. And I had no idea. Like I even have had it explained to me before and I had completely forgotten. I don't know what that means. Sometimes when I watch the show, I'm like, okay, this is an example of like the writers slash Joss Whedon's film nerd self being expressed in these characters and i'm like why would, uh-huh. why would they know about this right uh but anyway um so zeppo marx was the fifth of the marx brothers and the youngest um the others are chico harpo groucho and gummo <laughs> and um so he was a performer but he didn't really get a lot of comedic material because they had like these comedy mm-hmm. movies uh, and he usually played the straight man, or plays, I guess, and um, and movies, and um, so that's where kind of the insult comes from that he's like not essential. Huh. So anyway, I would consider the straight man not not the sexuality variety, mm-hmm. but the comedy variety. Right. I would consider them very uh, essential to. Uh, that sort of thing. But what do I know? I've never. I have no. I. I have never ever seen anything of theirs. Nope. I have no idea. I mean, I've seen like (laughs) clips of them in like other things, but yeah, I've never watched any of their stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sue me. Um, Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. I guess I will. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm playing on it. <laughs> Lawyers are drafting up papers as we speak. Oh, God. Um, He's finally doing it. He's divorcing me. <laughs> um, Nicholas Brendan apparently cried when he read this script because oh. he was so happy. Because, like, what it meant for his character, I guess. That's a lot. I know. <laughs> I'm, I was reading that, and I, I mean, I always take IMDb stuff, and, like, uh, I also look at, like, this Buffy wiki and stuff for trivia, uh-huh. and I'm, I was kind of like, that sounds made up. Some, but anyway, I'm just reporting what I found. <laughs> right. Allegedly. Uh, Nicholas um, Brendan, we will not cont- contact you to either confirm nor deny. We'll so, just leave it up in the air. Right. Sorry. 
So yeah, Nicholas Brendan, famous friend of the pod. Um, even though we constantly bash his character, except not. And he's, he's like, also like in prison. I think so. I don't he he's got all kinds of like allegations against him that ooh, are not fun. <laughs> bum bum bum. Famous so enemy of famous enemy of the pod, Nicholas Brendan. <laughs> um, Friend to enemy in about ten seconds. So, uh, the structure of this script and like the concept is an homage to um, Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead. Oh, right. Which, if you don't know, is like this existentialist play by Tom Stoppard. Um, and it's following like these two kind of more minor characters mm-hmm. from Hamlet. Uh, Shakespeare's Hamlet uh, and then the plot the main characters are just kind of like background diversion stuff that's so. really cool I didn't I hadn't even made that connection I love that yeah I thought that was neat as well um wait so who wrote that Tom Stoppard oh you said that didn't you I sure did <laughs> God damn it. okay thank you thank you for reminding me <laughs> um me a moments ago <laughs> uh Anyway, um, oh, and then I found this piece of trivia on IMDb that is actually wrong. Oh. Uh, it says, Xander loses his virginity to faith. I'm going to skip that sentence in that one. Xander becomes the third Scooby gang member to lose his virginity, uh, according to IMDb, which is wrong. If you count Oz, it's correct. Nope. What? Because, so Cordelia mentions... Uh-huh. In, in, in she kind of like hints that she has had sex in bad eggs mm-hmm. and then Buffy has uh-huh. had sex and then we know Oz has had sex well so, so Cordelia's was like I, I we had a discussion about that I was because I remember saying like I wouldn't be surprised if uh like she was just being a little obtuse there and like wasn't actually like like it sounded sounds like she has had sex but like mm-hmm. actually it hasn't but we don't really we don't know the status of Cordelia's we don't know it virginity. for a fact but you could intuit from that that she has had sex no, so he's so either anyway. the third or fourth yeah so IMDb is well IMDb cites Cordelia as one so Anyway, they uh-huh. were wrong because they left out Oz. Gotcha. So, um, and Oz has definitely said that he has had sex. Directly. Yes, he has. <laughs> <laughs> so, unless they're just not counting Oz in the Scoobies, which is weird. Uh, yeah, it would make no sense to count Cordelia and not Oz. Right. So, anyway, that was all the stuff I want to say at this time. All right. The writer of this episode is Dan Weber. It's his second and final episode. Unfortunately, I've enjoyed his work. Uh, his other episode was Lover's Walk. Mm-hmm. Uh, so goodbye, Dan Weber. Uh, you will be missed. R.I.P. R.I.P. Mr. Weber. All right, Zach, are you ready to give our disclaimer? Mm-hmm. So it's time to move on to the segment where we dive deep into the episode and share our thoughts. But be not afeared if you haven't seen the entire series, for we shan't be sharing any spoilers. We will only be discussing up to this episode, though we shall allude to future events with just the cheekiest of foreshadowing. Only the cheekiest. Mm, quiet. <laughs> I uh, I feel like I'm feeling extra frisky today because uh, Drag Race is premiering in a couple hours. Oh, Such so <laughs> frisk. And you, so you mentioned this, and I don't I don't know if we're gonna leave it in the episode or not for helpless. But uh, the previously on Buffy the Vampire Slayer is just yes. Quentin Travers saying, You'll you're fired. fired. <laughs> That's it. It's so I funny. Love it. it makes me laugh every time. Which is, 
hilarious. Because, first of all, that was the last episode. Mm-hmm. And also, like, Giles basically says, I have been fired by the Watchers Council in this episode. Yeah, there's, like, there is absolutely no need. <laughs> for... <laughs> it is so funny to me. It doesn't even really, I mean, I mean, I guess... And it's really just kind of a throwaway line in the episode, too. It really doesn't matter to the plot. Yeah, it's It's so so strange. Anyway, that's enough talking about that one second uh, clip of Quentin saying, you're fired. You're fired. Uh, Uh, So we begin with Faith, Buffy, and Giles in some kind of like underground. It looks like there's dust everywhere, but we learned There's also garbage. Yeah, there is. It's very strange. We learned that Willow has done like a cloud clouding spell or mm-hmm. something. It's like a fog spell. So uh, Faith, Buffy, and Giles are fighting this uh, demon. Uh, <laughs> and Faith ends up stabbing it with a sword and it falls down. And she's like, wow, these babes are real riled up. And this these, is... She actually says... <laughs> These babes are wicked rowdy. <laughs> yes. No, I and, love the way Faith talks. Oh, yeah. And uh, so that's a little bit of the the Boston, right, in her. Uh-huh. The wicked rowdy. But uh, you uh, you skipped, you skated right past Willow's lines where she's like, um, where Buffy's like, you did great. And she's like, I'm fine. The shaking is a side effect of the fear. Oh, I was going to get to that. And then she's also like, great job with the fog spell, Willow. And she's like. Yeah, it went good. Nothing melted like last time. <laughs> yes, <laughs> very funny. Um, I uh, I noticed Buffy's hair <laughs> immediately. Oh, yeah. She is crimped for the gods. But is it like really crimped though? It looks like it's because I was saying crimped it's, in my brain, but I was like, but it's not like it's definitely it's not like hardcore crimped, but it is absolutely crimped. I promise you. I was calling it like beach waves or something because it's really no, 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 weird, no. like texturally, not like. I mean, like if a you crimp, crimp, if you're someone who crimped your hair in the '90s, please, please uh, correct me if I'm wrong. But that that is a crimp, mama. And it, okay. uh, the only other time, I, the only other time I remember seeing crimped hair like this on the show is Cordelia mm-hmm. and Never had Kill a Boy on the first date when she's in the bronze and she calls Angel salty goodness. But it looks like. It looks like she, like this is the first time she's tried it or something. Yes, it looks, I don't know if it looks bad because it just is bad or if uh, it's just an outdated hairstyle. They were just like, no, it it just looks, it doesn't look good. Yeah. At least, well, and there is a scene, okay, when they're talking to Xander later, when he rolls up in the car, it is egregious. It is a lot. Because it's like practically gone. Uh huh. But the, still, kind of there. There's there's several like style things in this episode that are, were very questionable to me. I do think it looked okay up. Yes, when I she agree. Had it up I agree. Later actually, it looks uh the like cr- I feel like the crimping actually makes it look better when she puts it up. But yeah, it's not like I mean yeah crimping sure it's just like when I think of crimping I think of that like. The like really egregious, weirdly nor- like, uniform. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like they put it in an iron with. Well, that's how you crimp, right? You put it in an iron with like little teeth. Well, like. yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly, exactly. I don't know. I never crimped. I believe so. My <laughs> hair is curly on its own. The same. <laughs> uh, I I cannot imagine what it would look like if when I had long hair I had tried to crimp it. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, so ridiculous. So yeah, they uh, they're looking around for Xander, and then he's under a big pile of trash. <laughs> I, like, what happened to him? Where did the trash come from? Who knows? And he's like, I think we have a hit. 
Uh, and he says he's in tip-top shape. And he also says, if anyone sees my spine, try not to step on it. Mm-hmm. Which I thought was a... It feels a little bit like a throwback to the uh, unaired pilot where Buffy's like, that was my favorite spine. <laughs> it's just another spine joke. And <laughs> just the wording, when people talk about their spine... Uh, they talk to Xander about how one day he's going to get hurt or killed or both. And, uh, or worse, expelled. Or worse, expelled. And uh, Buffy suggests that he should be Frey adjacent from now on. <laughs> He's like, but I distracted him. He pummeled my head. <laughs> Wait, excuse me. Who at a crucial moment distracted the lead demon by allowing her to pummel him about the head? Yes. <laughs> the writing in this scene is really uh, British sounding for some reason. True. And uh, Pummel they, him about the head. Yes. Faith suggests they burn the bodies. And Willow's like, I brought marshmallows. <laughs> She's well, like Buffy said they should. She said, "Should we oh, burn okay, the yes, trio?" Yes, yes. And uh, <laughs> and Willow's like, "Occasion, I'm occasionally coalitions." Everybody kind of gives her a look. Yes, <laughs> that was so funny. Oh yeah, I, that is one of my favorite Willow lines. Uh huh. And Giles is like, "Well, I want to know. Uh, I want to find out who they are and if there are more of them. Like, I knew there was a nest here, but I thought it was vampires." And Xander says, "Bring them on!" And he does like this weird. I didn't write down this joke because I don't understand it because it has something to do with Mister White and Clark Kent. And I was like, "He said, yeah, he's like, if Lois and Clark get all the good stories, how am I ever going to be a real reporter?" He's he's referencing Jimmy Olsen, who is. Who's Mr. White? The, like, editor of the newspaper. See, when he said Mr. White... Daily Planet? Daily Globe. Daily Planet. When he said Mr. White, my brain immediately went to Clue. (laughs) And then I was like... And then I just... The rest of the joke just completely flew over my head. that's Mrs. White. Yeah, I know. (laughs) But, yeah, um... Yeah, so there's this Jimmy Olsen joke, which Cordelia reprises later, which I also think is weird. Yeah, I agree. Like, Cordelia doesn't seem like the type... I think you could under you could. Well, we'll talk about it later. <laughs> so after Xander doesn't get the joke, we cut to the intro, and afterwards he is at school outside. Is it? Would we call this the quad? What is this? This mm. is out. Like, yeah, I guess. Or the courtyard? I don't no, know. No, it's not the courtyard because the, the courtyard is where the stairs are, right? Yeah, and it has that fountain and everything. Mm-hmm. This is. It's like a big outdoor area with the. Fe- I think this is. This might be the place where <laughs> he. Uh, like they went, they, those guys were eating hot dogs in the pack. Mm-hmm. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Xander's just really, really needing to engage these randos, and they're just ignoring him, tossing like, a football to each other. Send me a throw in the football. And Doug ends up tossing him a football, but Xander doesn't catch it, and it hits some thirty-year-old man's <laughs> My nose Ziploc says, bag of food. What is this thirty-something-year-old man doing in school? And uh, Cordelia does mention later that he's been held back three times or something. Yeah. But that would still only make him, like, 21. <laughs> it's pretty egregious. Like, I mean, not not all of them, I guess, are older than they're supposed to be, pretty much. But, but he, but, like, in particular, is... Yeah. Well, also, giving him a goatee was a weird choice. It's This could be Giles's brother. <laughs> right. I mean, not that, like, high school age kids can't have facial hair, but... it's just, It's also just, like, I don't know, the way he's styled and just, like... I don't know his face. Like he has an aged face. Like mm-hmm. it's so it's, it is egregious. He There's is, a poster behind him with a bunch of different animal butts that says "butts are gross." <laughs> what? And it's it's like about cigarettes. Oh, okay, I was like, is that homophobic? But yeah, it kind of is. Uh-huh. Uh huh. 
that reminds because about how straight people don't clean their butts right exactly um that reminds me of the episode of bob's burgers where gail uh has gotten into painting animals anuses (laughs) (laughs) and then like some like uh some like woman tries to i don't know shut down the restaurant because she's because they're displaying gail's paintings in there (laughs) yeah i remember um so uh, Xander's like, sorry, Doug's arm is like spaghetti. We're all very sorry for him. We get a drop of the R slur. Yeah, I was like, ooh, yikes. Ooh. I'm uh, Honestly, I'm surprised it's taken this long. Ew. Ew. Uh, but yeah, no, that was like, yeah, I think, wait, haven't we had it already? I thought I thought that happened already. We've we had moron a lot. Oh, okay. but I do not, I don't think we've had the R, like the R word. Xander also mentions that he was tested, I guess, for... Yeah, something which yeah. is also very cringy. Like, yeah, <laughs> the, the whole the, that whole sequence. And he's like, "I'm not challenged or anything." And it's like, "Okay, okay, we can get, we can go move past." Moving this along, part. <laughs> uh, and, and then, he's like, "I ought to cut your face open." Yeah, it's a really intense reaction to knocking down your Ziploc bag of chips. And this man, this child, or I guess he's not a child anymore. This grown man needs some help. Yeah, and. He even offers to give him a new soda, and he's like, I'm going to murder your face. It's like, you, you want to be starting something, and Xander makes a Michael Jackson joke. He's just, like, very intense. Incredibly. Wait, what was the Michael Jackson joke? I missed it. To be starting something. Well, he's just like, uh, something, something, Michael Jackson. He just, like, because oh. Jack says that, and he's like, oh, I didn't, I, I listened to Michael Jackson, too, or something, I don't know, something like that. I did not, I don't remember that at all. <laughs> that's wow. where I, after, after the Michael Jackson exchange, that's where I wrote, this guy is 40. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I, man, I just missed that totally, I guess. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Anyway, he, he says, says, go ahead. His, him and his friends are going to kick his ass till it's a brand new shape. Mm-hmm. And then. Cordelia kind of walks up and she's like, of all the humiliations of yours that I've witnessed, that's the latest. <laughs> that's so funny. Xander insists that he can take take this guy and Cordelia calls him O'Toole and also uses his name Jack later mm-hmm. and says that he could macrame Xander's face. Right. And then I was like, wait, what is macrame? And then I remembered. It's like, it's sort of like knitting, right? Something like that. Like, I know... Uh, <laughs> Every time I, when I hear that word, it makes me think of when um, this really stupidly specific thing because of who I am as a person <laughs> is when uh, Bianca Del Rio was making fun of uh, Laganja uh-huh. for having like some kind of weird oh, thing the on her weird head. hat. Like, yeah, Miss Thing comes in with a macrame pot holder on her head. <laughs> yes, uh, that's funny. Uh, so she she's like. Uh, he he mentions how like he's faced all these demons and stuff and he's not that scared of them and he's super scared of him and Cordelia's like well unlike all the demons Jack actually noticed you uh and it must be so hard when all your friends are really cool and you're this little <laughs> nothing you must feel like Jimmy Olsen right which I thought was funny I do think it is feasible that she was around Xander enough that she picked up some comic book true that makes nerd sense. stuff it is really weird, though, that she makes that reference. Yeah, it is. Uh, yeah. And I wrote, not Cordelia explaining the central conceit of the episode. <laughs> right, exactly. We just were laying it all out right mm-hmm. here. <laughs> she calls him the boy that had no cool. Yes. <laughs> That's so funny. Uh, I don't know if that is a Harry Potter reference, but it sounds like the boy who lived. Um, mm-hmm. Probably not. Mm-hmm. Probably not. It's just I incidental. <laughs> I mean... It did come out in 98, which uh-huh. 
I feel like would have been around the time this, this was, was written. written. Uh-huh. So I doubt. I <laughs> well, only nine. I felt like it was older than that. I think right, ninety eight or ninety seven. I I believe you. Uh, it's just I I I've never looked at the years they were released. So, but it just felt like to me like it was earlier. But I don't remember ninety seven or ninety eight very well. <laughs> so I don't. Like know. Two. I was two and three years old. Mm-hmm. So um, he he insists that he has a lot to offer, and she says, "You're the useless part. You're the Zeppo." <gasps> That's the title of the. Episode. We've had a lot of episode titles in episodes recently. We've mm-hmm. had Amends. We've had Helpless. We did not have Gingerbread. Um, mm. And she's like, uh, "There's this thing called cool. You should look it up. A subliterate twelfth grade three time repeater has it, and you don't." What? <laughs> I thought she's it was talking third about cool. grade three time repeater. No, she says twelfth grade, grade third grade three time. Anyway, whatever. <laughs> and she fun. walks away and she says, "There was no part of that that wasn't fun." I also noted that Xander's pink sweater look is actually pretty cute. Yeah, I like uh, I like the uh, sweater over the button down. Mm-hmm. Well, and like it actually fits him. Uh huh. The pants are huge still, but that's uh-huh. the nineties. What are you gonna do? Yeah, you 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 ain't gonna see skinny jeans for another. Give or take eight or years. jeans that are even remotely close to the width of an <laughs> right. actual human leg. These ge- the jeans that you see for the next decade are not going to touch your skin at all. <laughs> they just they just hover around your waist. So um, they're having sauerkraut as part of their lunch. Okay, this shot is actually reused from a previous episode. <gasps> did we talk about the sauerkraut in that episode? I think we did. Was is it in season one? It's in season two. Season two. Which episode? I only have eyes for you from the scene with all the snakes. That's not... Because oh, we were talking about all the snake-like foods and there was the hot dogs and the... Spaghetti. Uh, well, I think we were just talking about how it's a really weird combination to have hot dogs, sour Hot dogs and spaghetti. and spaghetti together. I called this scene Spaghetti and Kraut Day. Spaghetti and if you and notice, kraut. Xander is speaking, but he's not in the shot. Oh. Well, yeah, because they're already at their table, mm-hmm. and so he's asking Oz how you get cool. What's it? What its essence is? Who decides who doesn't have it? Mm-hmm. And Oz is just like, not sure. <laughs> and <laughs> Xander's like, you're cool. Why the talking? The way you use short, non-committal phrases? And he says, could be. <laughs> it's so funny. I I want to believe that this is awkward, not just because Oz doesn't talk a lot, but also because it's still weird, you know, between them because of the whole oh yeah you know, cheating thing. I didn't even think about that, like the concept of them having this scene, just the two of them. I mean, because they've it seems like they've mostly moved past it, but uh huh. But that is really it, that is a nice layer. It feels to me like Oz is like I don't know. He's still like coming coming around to Xander, but Xander doesn't care. Oh, I didn't. Feel Feel like Oz was out of character at all. That just true, true. Like Oz. I mean, he's he, to me, he seems a little uncomfortable. The actual words he says make sense, but to me, he seemed a little uncomfortable. I could be reading into no, it. No, no, I mean, like, that's definitely a, an interesting take, like, and thinking about that makes so much sense. Mm-hmm. And uh, Xander decides it's because Oz is in a band and he should learn an instrument. And he's like, is it hard to play the guitar? Oz <laughs> says, not the way I play <laughs> And I was like, Oz, you were trying to conquer the E-flat diminished ninth like a year ago or something. Mm. Like a bad guitar. <laughs> I was like, a bad guitar player wouldn't be trying that chord. Um, I also like how he says being a musician is like a business class ticket to cool with complimentary mojo after takeoff. <laughs> 
<laughs> but then he thinks about how he played the flugelhorn in eighth grade, and I was like, Which, uh, 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 flugelhorn uh. in the nineties. But first of all, flugel flugelhorn in the nineties. Second of all, not a eighties. Okay, maybe there's not a beginning band director in the entire world who will have someone playing the flugelhorn before high before high school. You start on the trumpet. You start I on mean, the French horn. I mean, usually you don't even start on the French horn if you're in a poor ass school district like me. Yeah, it could be a thing where like <laughs> if you didn't have enough instruments and you're like, well, I got well, a like horn. yeah, like a parent's like, oh, like my grandpa had like a music store and he's dead now, and so I want to donate all these flugelhorns or something. <laughs> like I, I, I think in in my band, a lot of people played cornet instead of trumpet because we had a lot of cornets. Like our band director got a lot on a deal or something. Can, have I ever told you about how I cleaned out the um? the instrument storage at ASU when I was there. I don't think so. And I found a bunch of these horns called flugabones. Oh, maybe you did. And they're like, it looks like they're a combination of flugelhorn and like marching baritone or trombone. I'll flugabone you. But maybe it's a good time. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, uh, I still think about that name sometimes and I'm like, they just couldn't think of a better name. Flugabone. Uh, so Xander's trying to figure out what he has that no one else has. And Oz is like, an exciting new obsession, which I feel <laughs> makes you very special. <laughs> that was and really funny. Xander's like, I need to find my thing. And Oz is like, uh, seems like you're overthinking this. He said, I, I love the transition to the next thing because he's like, Sure, you've got some identity issues, but it's not. And then uh, Giles is like, the end of the world. Yes, so now we're in the library. Giles has just learned about the sisterhood of Jay, an mm. apocalypse cult, who solely exists to bring the world's destruction. Every time I see that written down, I, um, which I had forgotten that's what those demons were called uh-huh. before this, I keep thinking, I'm like, that's got to be a drag. I feel like that's a, a part of someone's drag name. <laughs> Jay. Mm-hmm. Uh Ladies and gentlemen of the stage, Jay walking. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Jay. Uh, let me. Let's. Let, I want to. I want to think of one more. Oh, well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the stage, Jesse Jay. <laughs> okay, that's enough. Moving uh, on. So, um, Buffy asks why they're here. Oh, she makes a joke. I can't she remember says, what it is. They're here in Sunnydale for what? Demon Expo. And Giles is like, Buffy, this is no laughing matter. And Buffy's like, hence the no laughing. Right. <laughs> just, I don't know and why this like, exchange is so. No, funny. it was really no. Th- oh my god, it was so hard to take notes for this episode because the dialogue, there's, every line is so funny. First of all, yeah, it's all so good, and there's so much of it. Yeah, well, it's just like because it's it's moving so quick. Uh-huh. There's like just no dead time. And I was like, part of me feels like Buffy is like a little irritated with Giles still from last week. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and th- that's why she's like, hence Which, the no laughing. It is really interesting the idea of like kind of just taking out like. I know they sort of gave him a redemption arc at the end of the episode, mm-hmm. but it felt a little bit. I I like this the placement of this episode because we have in the past we've had dark episodes after dark episodes and mm-hmm. it's a lot sometimes. Right, that's where I was going. I was like, I like that they're they are putting some space. Yeah, I and agree. like. It would have been interesting for them to explore Giles, like Buffy slowly coming back to like feel for or forgive Giles or whatever. But like, 
I do like that it didn't like kind of derail the season. Yeah, and also like they're all business this episode, mm-hmm. and I legitimately don't remember if it, like it's brought up again or if she acts differently towards him or anything. So I'm like interested. The only to thing she did uh, to get back at him was eat all his jellies. <laughs> yes, uh, that's not that's not yet though. We gotta anyway, wait. Uh, <laughs> I, I know we part. love the jellies. So, so yeah, Oz comes in. Oh, it, oh, sorry, Giles drops. I know I'm no longer your official watcher, which is like right. Yeah, what well, we did not need the previously on Buffy. Uh huh. And so, uh, yeah, Oz comes in, and Giles. He's like moody for some reason. Maybe he, maybe he can sense the Hellmouth thing, even as, even when he's not turned. Mm. I hadn't thought of. Maybe that's the reason he was acting weird with Xander Could earlier. Be. I still don't think he was acting weird, but I mean, well, I, he I respect is now. I respect your take because he's like he comes in and he's kind of moody and he's like, "Well, you know me." After mm-hmm. Giles says it's kind of he's cutting it close, still same old OG. So Buffy asks why the sisterhood is here again, and uh, Giles is like, "I don't know. Uh, I found so, or, well, sorry." Giles is like, "I found some artifacts, uh, and based on this astral cycle." And Buffy's like, "I don't need to see the math." <laughs> Giles, I don't need to see the math, yes. which is really funny because it, it kind of is a throwback to like when they were talking about uh, when Oz was talking about Giles explaining werewolf stuff to him. And he's like, mm-hmm. he, he said that basically, but he said it with a lot more words and he used a globe. Yes, very funny. Um, and so Giles says that they intend to open the Hellmouth and we get this really egregious like reminder of where the Hellmouth is. Well, and like really creepy, intense, like kind of... Um, the music is very like uh, this ethereal kind of uh-huh. like uh, I don't know I'm trying to think it's it's reminiscent of like a Game of Thrones or like a um, you know like a horror movie. Uh huh. Like it's really intense. Some kind of like chanting Latiny kind of sounding music, and uh, then it kind of he's like the one that's twenty feet away from where you're standing, and it kind of zooms over to that table. Yeah. Uh, and Oz has now turned. It's and we get a werewolf sunset. howl for emphasis. Oh, so Buffy has explained this stuff to Willow, and Willow's talking about how uh, she has nightmares about the Hellmouth demon, and she's like, uh, basically, all my nightmares that don't revolve around academic failure or public nudity or about that thing. And I was like, Willow, you are a liar. You also have nightmares about singing opera and croaking. Well, but that was before she saw the Hellmouth. That's true. I guess maybe she's not afraid to sing opera anymore. So she's seen uh, other things now. Yes, I have. I have to bring up their outfits. So it looks like Willow is wearing pajamas. She's mm-hmm. wearing these pants with like this plaid pattern. They look like pajama bottoms, <laughs> and she's wearing like a zipped-up hoodie. Mm-hmm. And Buffy is wearing this super long fur-lined winter coat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so funny looking to me and this is the day where her hair is like really really crimped oh i wrote that it looks like the crimp is just not strong to me it looked like it was almost gone oh maybe i'm thinking i'm thinking of when no no i thought it was really crimped no, anyway maybe i'm remembering were, incorrectly you are incorrect sir you it are was, incorrect it sir. looked like it looked like she had slept on it or something <laughs> like it was almost gone Ugh. Oh, and Willow says, uh, one time it attacked me while I was naked and late for a test. So all three of her nightmares In together. her dream. Yes. Right. And then I really liked this little line, too, where she's like, don't worry, Buffy, you don't have to be afraid. And then Xander honks, and she's like, ee! Yes, very funny. That was I didn't notice it the first time I watched it, but I caught it on the second. 
and he's so Xander pulls up in this like what is this car? They don't even say what it's oh, called. What's her face said it? Car lady, something oh. Chevy. I don't fuck it. It's uh, a car. I'm not. A, I don't. I hate, cars are stupid. I hate cars. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know what this is, but it's a fancy looking like old car. I think, and mm-hmm. yeah, I really like the color of it though. It's like this like little like like baby bluish Robin's egg kind of <laughs> and uh he's like need a lift and they're like what the fuck is this and he says it's my thing <laughs> puffy, <laughs> puffy goes is this a penis metaphor <laughs> it's so funny that was perfect well okay and then he's like uh this makes me unique i'm the car guy they ask how he can afford it and apparently his uncle rory is renting it to him because he has too many duis also it's really funny that he's not just lending it to him he's renting it yeah right very funny and uh he's like oh, could you guys act a little less enthused I do. I I, I just want to say too. I like how it really highlights the relationship Xander has with his family. Oh yes, absolutely. It's so I and agree. it's just so quick. Uh huh. Um. So uh, then they mentioned how there's uh, like an evil thing going on, and he's like big, and Buffy's like the biggest, biggest, or oh, maybe because m- there's a whole bunch of like one word back and forth volleying between them. Yeah. So he goes big, and she goes biggest. Maybe more than I can handle. <laughs> I was mm-hmm. like, there's your penis metaphor. <laughs> right. <laughs> the first time I watched that, I laughed so hard. <laughs> I was afraid I was going to wake you up. Uh, and he's, and then he says, then we'll handle it together. <laughs> <laughs> really carrying that dick metaphor. Uh, I loved it. Uh, there's a lot of dick stuff in this episode. <laughs> it is a Xander, Xander episode. That <laughs> <laughs> jinx. So um, he said, he goes, tell me what I can do. And then we cut to the donut shop. Mm-hmm. Well, is this the, es- no, this isn't he the says, espresso pump. You know, I'm here for you. Just tell me what I can do. Yeah. He's at the espresso pump. Oh, it is the espresso pump. Yeah. Okay, cool. And he, and it even says the pump, the espresso pump on the box. And I noticed they have these plates of donuts that are just all mixed. Just up. a heap of donuts. It's like, yeah. It's just a big old plate of mixed up it's different like they donuts. Just, they just ordered a shitload of donuts for the scene. It and is. just piled them on some <laughs> platters. It's so funny to me. Yeah. So he's ordering all these donuts, including, uh, he's starts he to says, o- order only one jelly donut. And he says, make that four jellies. Oh, damn the continuity. Come on, Dan Weber. Which is so funny. <laughs> I love it. So, so there were four individual jelly donuts. Willow had one. And Buffy, Buffy had, had three. Because <laughs> he had enough for everyone to I have one. I can't stress enough that the Giles thing with the jelly donuts is like my favorite part of this yes. episode, which is so funny because it's not about Xander. Uh-huh. <laughs> so um, Cordelia is like, is there evil going on? It's big for them to entrust you with something so important. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I love how Cordelia is just busting his balls this whole episode. Oh my God. Yeah. Like Cordelia just exists to taunt Xander in this and, episode. I mean, she, she's like, I'm ready to interact with Xander on purpose purpose and i'm going to give him the what for i like how she called her herself she says i am the surgeon of me well yeah she says i uh <laughs> he tells her to feel free to drop dead and then mm-hmm. she goes yeah oh i really struck a nerve i am the surgeon of mean <laughs> so funny um so he's, he's like, you think you know everything? Uh, and she's like, oh, you get a shiny car. You think you're someone new, like anyone cares about. And then a woman <laughs> walks up and she's like, is that your car? She's crazy about a cad. She's crazy about a cad. But anyway, oh, is this Sheila's uh, Sheila's uh, sister or something? Mm-hmm. I also wrote, is this an adult woman? Oh, okay. She 
<laughs> yeah, I, I agree. She's. It's so hard to tell because because they're all, all like adults. early twenties. Yeah. And, um, and so she actually does say what it was. I had forgotten. It's a fifty-seven Chevy Bel Air, and mm. she. I, then I wrote other car words. She says a bunch of stuff just, about the engine I wrote and whatever. Car words and numbers, and, and she's asking him all these questions. He's like, uh, very possible. <laughs> yes, very funny. And he's like, it handles like a dream about warm, sticky, wet things. I was like, are you saying it's he just says warm, sticky things? Warm. Oh, excuse. Yes, he does say warm, sticky things. I added the wet on my own. <laughs> Wow. I'm like, is that a comment about it being gross on the inside? Or is it, what is, is it a sex dream? What is he talking about? Yeah. Well, he's holding donuts. <laughs> true, true. He is, he is warm, sticky donuts. So she asks him to like go for a drive and he's like, I have to drop this stuff off and then I'm expendable. And he turns to Cordelia like, hey, fuck you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we go straight to the bronze. So he has dropped off the donuts now. And uh, this is like, this is not a woman who's like, ooh, look at the guy with the fancy car. She's like actually into cars. <laughs> which she's I not love. even into men. She's into cars. It's so funny. She's talking about Ben Pick's. She she liked Ben Pick's car. And then there was Mick, but not Mick with the... Mike. Oh, excuse me, Mike. But not Mike with the... She left Ben because his upholstery was shot. Yes. And she left him for Mike, but not Mike with the... What, she not Mike with the BMW, but Mike with the Mercedes. I don't remember. Mike, she wanted Mike with the Mustang. I forgot oh, yeah, what the yeah. other one was. Angel she comes starts in. listing all these car parts again. Yes, and Angel comes in, and this is the first time Xander has ever been happy to see Angel. <laughs> he's like, Angel, my friend. <laughs> my buddy. It's so funny. And Angel comes up, and he's like, where's Buffy? I've seen portents. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everyone except Xander in this episode is so dramatic about it. Oh, no, that's why it's amazing. Uh-huh. I love, I can't wait till we get to the Buffy-Angel scene. Oh, my gosh, oh my yes. God. <laughs> I love, he's, I've seen portents. Yes. <laughs> so and then he's like, I can help or whatever. And he's like, no, it's best you stay out of harm's way. Which is really weird, because that's never been a concern of anybody before. I mean, I, I say weird, like, I don't, I obviously, yeah. we know what they're doing but and, like and you could be funny. like you could be like well he got hurt kind of badly in that last fight but angel wasn't there he doesn't know i mean what i guess buffy fight? could have told him in the the beginning of the episode when he was oh, buried yeah, under yeah, all yeah. that debris yeah right but angel probably doesn't know about about that so but he gets thrown into things all the time it's not like that's no abnormal yeah exactly but no no it's still funny though and so angel's yes. like no no no, stay out of harm's way and then he leaves and uh he's like uh, the woman's like hey you want to go for another drive and he's like i've done uh, so they leave the bronze and he's like i've done quality violence for those people they act like i'm a klutz and then he, he immediately... hits a parked car yes he hits a parked i wrote he hits a car butt <laughs> <laughs> and then he says well, it's not, and this is the end of the world because uh, what's his face? Jack. Out. Yeah, Jack O'Toole. Uh, we cut to Oz, and he's growling in the cage while they're researching. Cranky Oz in the library. Yes. Willow, and Willow says, he's cranky. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she says, can't dogs sense, like when an earthquake's something, they bark or cows lie down or something like that? <laughs> yeah. Is that a thing? Is that, Do cows lie down? I, I think I've heard that. I have no idea if it's true. I, have, I, have, I don't think Prob- I've ever heard that. Probably bullshit, but maybe. I don't know. Uh, I do think animals are supposed to be able to sense earthquakes. Mm-hmm. It could, it, I mean, that could be like a myth. I don't know. I don't, I've never actually read a real actual like research thing about it. So who knows? Mm. Um, 
<laughs> we learned that the sisterhood of Jay eat their foes to celebrate their victories. Covey says they couldn't just pour Gatorade on each other. <laughs> yes, very funny. Uh, Giles leaves his office and he's like, the council will take my calls, idiots. idiots. And uh, I agree with his sentiments. They're fucking stupid. Yeah. They're, what the actual shit? Uh, do you actually you, care about whether the world ends or not? Yeah, I'm calling you from a hell mouth to tell you that the, there is an apocalypse. There is a like, literal apocalypse busy. happening. But I mean, it's not like they have ever helped them but they sent kendra the, with a sword once the watchers council is just laughably incompetent i'm it's so bad uh so <laughs> God. and so uh well it's like we still have to go through the books of Farion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all everything's so fancy he talks about uh contacting the spirit guides yes and then he's like the fate of the entire world rests on this are we out of jellies yes and then <laughs> They're like, Buffy's did like, you want jellies? jellies? It's like, like, I'm the one who always says, let's have jelly in the mix. <laughs> and then Willow's like, Buffy ate three. She's like, we're sorry. <laughs> Buffy ate three. It's, it's so, so funny. funny. I Oh my, this scene, like, amazing. Yes. I love it. Uh, Chef's kiss. And before that, Buffy was like, uh, she's like, uh, this reading isn't getting us anywhere. I might have to hit the streets. I might go uh, check mm-hmm. out Willie's. Oh, right. And then setting that up for later. And then uh, Giles says, well, if Xander makes another trip and she's like, no, Xander has to stay away. <laughs> like, he can't even come near the she library says, again. I need to know that Xander is safe. And then he's being threatened by yes. uh, O'Toole. So he's like, really? Uh, so now we're back at the bronze. Uh, Xander's like, really sorry about that. That car came out of nowhere. And he's like, I was parked. Uh, Xander insists that he has enough money to cover the damages, even though he doesn't have insurance, which I right. was like, okay, whatever. And he says, we can work this out like reasonable frontiersmen. Because he's threatening him with a ridiculously huge knife. A gigantic, shiny, sharp knife like with a g- like a curved it's like end. Like a Bowie knife. Yes, it is a lot. And he says, he says, where do you want it? And I was like, mm? There is so much like O'Toole wants to fuck Xander. I know. This is homoerotic. The episode. No, like, yeah, but like, I mean, seriously. Yes. Like the whole time. <laughs> yeah, there's agree. multiple things throughout the episode where he's like let me fuck you <laughs> exactly like, where do you want to me to insert where do you want me to pierce you with my blade <laughs> my big sharp curved blade <laughs> so uh xander's like i'm not sure i want it at all but thank you mm-hmm. <laughs> he says uh, he named it Katie, and he's like, "You gave it a girl's name. How, How very serial, serial killer, killer of you!" <laughs> yes. Um. He's like, "Are you scared?" And Xander says, "Would that make you happy?" And I was like, mm-hmm. "The unnamed car woman is just so unconcerned. She does not care. She's like, cool knife, bro." Mm. And Xander's like, "I think I'd call it a sword, <laughs> right?" Uh. So, uh, <laughs> a cop comes up. Yes, uh, so uh, he's O'Toole does this whole thing about fear, and I I don't have fear. You have which, more fear. Oh yeah, which we hear that is played out at the end of the episode. So this is kind of uh-huh. the front one side of that, and then we get the flip side of it later. Uh-huh, and he like gives Xander the knife, and he and Xander yells at Katie for being annoying, and then mm-hmm. Jack like pushes him up against the car, and that's when the cop comes. She's like, "I'm so sorry, my life or death situation is in your yes. way, or whatever." And then yeah, the cop is like, it's "Like oh, tool." Hey, and then we get this whole like it's such like a I mean, it's fine. I'm not complaining about it, but it's just like such that kind of like almost cliche thing of like oh yeah, 
the bullied person doesn't rat out the bully, so the bully respects them. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yep, that's and it. And so we get this. He says, just I, two did, guys wrestling, but not in a gay way. Yeah, I was like, oh, Xander literally says no homo. Right. Oh, yeah. We have to have the gay panic. Of course. Especially where, where do you want it? Uh-huh. <laughs> Uh, so uh, the cop leaves and uh, Jack's like, you could have narked, but you didn't. And this is nothing. Of, this is nothing. But the subtitle spell narked weird. Like the oh. subtitle spell with a K. And I was like, I've never seen anyone spell nark with a K. Mm. So anyway, <laughs> I just I just had to point that out. Um, so he's like, I like you. You two want to have some fun. And the woman, I don't think we ever get her name. She says, uh-uh. like with driving. <laughs> Yeah, this uh, surprisingly enough, the I don't think the Xander episode passes the Bechtel test. Kel surprise, uh, Zach, you can't you can't bring up the Bechtel test and not expect me to like stop for five minutes and try to recount. I the know. I was like, as I said it, I was like, wait. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know Willow and Buffy talk together at some point, but they're talking about Giles, right? Uh, but they do like. In does it helmet. count if? Does it count if they like switch to a different topic and they're talking about something else for a long? Anyway, mm. <laughs> anyway, we'll leave that to somebody else. Yes. So fans, write in all ten of you. No, I'm just kidding. There's like thirteen. Yes. So Xander takes Jack to go for the boys, and it turns out that they go to a cemetery. Why are they in a cemetery? Well, yes. we see very quickly Jack is like uh, slicing his palm with a knife and spilling his blood onto a grave, he has like a chicken foot or something on a on a necklace, and he's reciting like some kind of spell or something. Mm-hmm. And out pops a guy in a letterman, a very large teenager. With a bullet wound to the head. Yes. And who is ever so slightly rotted. And he says, buddy. <laughs> and Jack says, Bob, you big hideous corpse, come here. And they hug. I told you grandpappy could work that mojo. Yes. And that's when the girl with <laughs> runs away screaming. Which she is- doesn't do it when he comes out of the grave. She waits until they like headbutt each other. <laughs> right. You had to wait till after the commercial. Yes. Uh, and uh, so he's like, man, you raised me. Oh, and some, okay. So he says something interesting here. Cause he's like, how long have I been out? And he says, eight weeks had to wait for the stars to align. And he's like, have you been taping Walker, Texas Ranger for me? Anyway, I say that's interesting because he says later mm-hmm. something that, sort of contradicts that not the walker texas ranger thing but the <sighs> timeline i am not sure what you're talking about so i'm excited anyway, to hear we'll talk about <laughs> it when we get to it um i think it's fun it's like uh like a fun like it's dated in like a fun way that he's uh, asking if he's taped walker, walker texas, texas ranger. ranger yeah and it's like of course like a fucking dude bro high school boy loves walker texas mm-hmm. ranger my mom liked that show <laughs> back in the day she also had a uh, total gym Oh, do you know what that is? Yes, I do. It was like the uh, Chuck Norris uh, mm-hmm. exercise product of the day <laughs> kind of thing. Uh, so we talk about how Big Big Bob is back in action, and Xander's like, "Maybe I should let you guys catch up." And Jack's like, "No, you're our wheel man." Uh, and he introduces him to Bob, and he's like, "Hey, we got to get the other guys." And Xander asks, "Are all your friends dead?" And then they cut to like another cemetery, and they raise another one, and he's like, he's, "Dudes!" <laughs> it's so funny, like a uh, fucking Jeff Spicoli oh, from Dudes. Jeff Spicoli from Fast Times at Ri- Fast 
Fast times at Ridgemont High. Just had too much wine already. Fast times at Ridgemont <laughs> High. Yes, very funny. Uh, we cut to another, Dude. the Restfield Cemetery, which we've been to before. Is that the cemetery where Angel, like, um, Angel got the uh, glove of Minigan? Or is it Maybe. a different? I know we've been to the They've Restfield Cemetery that before. before. I, don't, I don't remember. Uh, so uh, Giles is like do, speaking Latin to contact the spirit guides, and they're basically like, "No, <laughs> and leave." Yeah, it's really funny because they have this really dramatic scene in Latin, and they're like, uh-huh. "Do not disturb us again," and they like <laughs> it, they disappear, and then Xander pops up, and he's like, "Xander," and he's like, "What are you doing here?" He's like, "Just raising some heck." heck. <laughs> Uh, so they call for, they're like, hey, Xander, we got to go. And Xander's like, hey, uh, can I help you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Giles uh, refuses his help. He's like, you have to stay out of trouble. And Xander says, no chance of that. Right. Uh, and Giles is like, there's something different about this menace. Th- something I f- in smell the air. the stench of death. And he's like, yeah, I think it's Bob. <laughs> Very funny. We may all be called upon to fight when it happens. And Xander's like, when what happens? And so Giles is like, we should be okay. We only need a few weeks to prepare. And that's and then, when we cut to Willie's. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, tonight? Yeah, Buffy's like, tonight? And Willie's like, before sunrise is what they... Oh, wait, I have to be more injured. Before sunrise is what they said. <laughs> <laughs> and the bar has been ransacked. And your, your Willie gets more continental accent they, every time. <laughs> they were looking for Angel, and now... And they were also looking for you. I can't, it's so hard to... I can't do the voice and also act like I've been stabbed. Um, nothing could stand in that way. Tonight was the night. And Buffy uh, Buffy tells him the ambulance is on its way. And he's like, I know my clientele ain't nuns and orphans, but I ain't seen nothing like these demons. I'm, I'm like doing a Southern Bell accent as well. <laughs> I tried to warn you. <laughs> I, tr- I, I don't know nothing I about tried. no sisterhood of Jay. I wasn't able to warn you. <laughs> Okay, Blanche Devereaux. I could not. (laughs) So um, the hellmouth opens. They're going to be the least of your problems. If I were you, I'd find Angel. Go somewhere quiet and start thinking about what I'd do my last night on Earth. (laughs) I literally am a Southern Belle now. Jesus fucking Christ. So um, he says, I think about what I... Uh, what I want to do for my last night on Earth, and we immediately cut to Bob outside of like an uh, the convertible roof, going, "Let's get some beer." Right. <laughs> so, and, and another guy is like, well, "Let's go pick up some girls. We'll hang out at the Taco Bell." <laughs> <laughs> right. And then uh, uh, the the guy that's the most um, the most rotted, the most yeah, uh, de- uh, not gutted. What's rotted Gila monster starts to de- decompose. Yes, the most decomposed of them all, and he's like, he's like, those those jackals, something, something. He's like, man, we took them out if they threw you off that bridge. And I was like, are, are there gangs in Sunnydale? Yeah, it seems like it. Um, Prophecy Girls has this whole thing about white boy gangs, and this is the oh, yeah. origi- originator of it. Yeah, they're all out there snapping fingers. And I guess so. Pirouetting at each other. <laughs> when you're a jack, you're a jack all the way. When you're a jackal. <laughs> Birth to earth. Uh, sperm to worm. <laughs> sperm to worm. Womb to tomb. So uh, one of them suggests they bake a cake. Very important. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, Bob mentions how he got killed at the liquor store by some an Armenian guy who had a gun behind the counter. I was like, mm-hmm. I want to know this story. Well, I'm assuming he was trying to rob it. I, I he must have been. It, it, just imagine, like maybe he's also been held back three times. 
but like imagine if he wasn't and he's his teenager trying to rob a liquor store mm. uh he's wearing a letterman jacket that's yes that's true they buried him in his letterman <laughs> right oh god it didn't do anything about the bullet wound (laughs) no one no one they just wanted to leave him be Mm. so um he's like we should go back there and kick his ass and then and then he goes well and then he goes yeah and he does it so loud that his microphone like he like peaks his levels on his microphone and you can hear it in the episode Yeah, I like how bro-y that guy is in particular. It's very funny. And uh, so Jack decides that they're going to bake a cake, and they pull up outside of a hardware store. He tells Xander to keep the motor running, and Xander doesn't question this at all. He's like, I'm pretty sure nothing's open, guys, and they break the windows. He's like, but they're always open for crime. (laughs) Yeah, he's like, now I'm involved in crime. I'm the criminal element. Having a car sure is cool. (laughs) Yes. Um, and then he sees Willow, who got the magic shop, the current magic shop owner who hasn't yes, been murdered Yes, the third yet. one so far. Uh, it's Uncle Bob's magic cabinet right now. And she woke him up to buy some supplies for some kind of spell. Uh, so she and Xander see each other, and she's like, it's happening tonight. And Xander's like, that would be... And she's like, Buffy, we'll need this. I can't stay. So she hugs him, and she says, I love you, Xander. Oh, that's when he decides he's going to run away. And he's like, something's come up. And then they're like kind of getting this thing. He's like, he's going to leave. He needs to be initiated. And then. Oh, yeah. And then you find out to be in the gang, you have to die. Yes. And that's when we find out that Jack is dead and Mm -hmm. he lifts up his shirt to show. This is the part that's contradictory because he says, Grandpappy brought me back three weeks ago. I wasn't even dead 10 minutes. And I was like, but you said you had to wait eight weeks to raise your friend. That's true. Mm -hmm. I mean, not the months. Not that those right? two uh, weeks, oh, not that those two things couldn't be true per se, but I'm like, why could you be brought well, maybe back because three weeks ago, but he has to be brought back? And maybe he was fresh, maybe because he was so fresh, because it was only like 10 minutes. Maybe he. Anyway, I, I thought that was sort of like a maybe continuity error, but you could really write it off to magic. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's all magic. Mm. We cut to break after he pulls the knife, telling uh, them Xander needs to die. And uh, that w- that's when we find out that Jack is also dead. And they're like, let's kill Xander. It'll be fun. Mm-hmm. Come on, Xander. Take it like a man. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. This is more evidence of the uh, Jack wants to fuck Xander. Um, is this, are they, have they still not decided not to make Xander gay? I don't know. Because like, it feels like maybe they're still thinking about making Xander gay. I'm not sure at what point they decided not to. Uh, and uh, spoiler alert, they do decide not to. Oh, yeah, uh, we've uh, we've discussed we've that. that. We we talked about that in teacher's fucking pet. But yeah, I I do wonder if this was still if it was still in on the, the table in the cards or something. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so he like runs from them and hops in the car and drives off. This is close to the espresso pump. The hardware store is like right next to the espresso pump. I noticed. I guess. And well, I mean, there's not very much town. They say <laughs> it's so, a one Starbucks town. Right. How's exactly. the espresso pump still in business? Good question. <laughs> but yeah, they so. He's like, there goes our wheel. Wait, but I like how he's like, they're holding him. They're about to kill him. He's like, you guys forgot about one thing. And then he just runs. <laughs> yeah, it's very which funny. Which was very funny. And then, yeah, he got, gives them the slip and gets back in the car. And they're he, they're like, he took our stuff. I want to bake a cake. And they go back into the hardware store. Xander says, that's pretty much enough excitement for one evening. And then he runs into Faith fighting one of the sisterhood, the sisters of Shay. Yes. And then he hits her with a car. Yeah, he, the demon, the demon, not Faith. Not Faith. <laughs> and which then, Faith was whole, Faith was fine. Faith was 
doing okay. I mean, she got pushed against that fence. She kicked the demon off. I mean, she killed the other one. Well, and then even after fighting it and Xander hitting it, hitting her with a car, she, she was still perfectly coming after fine. Them. Yeah. So, so and she had her shoulder dislocated. That's true. So Faith hops into the car with them and they drive off. And the the suspenseful music lasts like a little bit longer than necessary. I, like they get to, first of all, why are they going to Faith's motel? <laughs> Maybe it's close. I don't know. But yeah, anyway, they, yeah, they go to her motel and then they run into the door, shut it. And he's like, like ah it's fine that bitch dislocated my shoulder though and then she's like hold me hold me like yeah. and so he helps her pop her shoulder back in and i was and she's like wow she really got me wound up and i, I was like, like faith is hungry and horny this line a fight like that and no kill i'm about ready to pop it's weird that she equates murder to orgasm well i mean i guess true yeah you're that's saying a little it's a disturbing de- a, de- a killing a demon to an orgasm anyway uh, so she's like, you up for it? And he's like, I'm up. And then she kind of like <laughs> reaches down and, and he's it's like, like, I'm imp- suddenly very up. Yeah, it's, like, it's implied that she's touching his penis. It is really like, this is a very, uh, I mean, it's sex scene. Uh-huh. But I was just like, I feel like this is the most like. Like explicit it has been so far. Uh-huh. I get, Well, and even though we've seen, literally seen Angel and Buffy having sex, both in real life and in dreams multiple times, but. Yes, still. <laughs> right. And so uh, Xander's like, I've never been up with people before. And she's like, relax, take your pants off. And she shoves him onto the bed. He says those two concepts are antithetical. Yes. <laughs> Relaxing and taking your pants off. And then we get, oh, and she like. I'll steer you around the curve. Yeah, she jumps on top. Of course, Faith is on top. Yes. And Faith is definitely a top. And then we cut to, so we see the TV yes. and they're reflecting the TV and Faith has the entire blanket over her. It's like, <laughs> it's yeah, so it's, it's like, she's like a ghost. Well, it's probably cause it's not really Elijah Dusku. Right? Elijah, yeah. And so, yeah. Anyway, I said sex music TV reflection. That's what I call that. <laughs> and then, uh, at the end it's like, they're cuddling for like a second. And, and then, then she's she like, that was great. I got a shower yes. and throws him out. Still unclothed. And uh, so I just want to stop for a second and, and I just want to like point out that when Buffy had sex for the first time, the literal world almost ended because of it. Mm-hmm. And when Willow tried to have sex with Oz the first time, it was like, oh, I care about you too much. Uh, I'm not ready for this. Mm-hmm. And Xander just gets to walk into a hotel room with Faith and get fucked. And but that's the whole point of this episode. Like, there's so many huge things that happen, but it's just so like, uh huh. It's just I, that's like the conceit. Yeah, I've, I'm just like, oh, so it doesn't have to be a big deal when it's Xander. Well, but also, well, no, I I get what you're saying when it's a man. Yeah, but yeah, but also, I mean, it comes with its own consequences. Uh, I mean, its own consequences. Hmm. Mm? 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 <laughs> I might have been thinking about that when I phrased it. <laughs> all right, so we cut to Willow, and she's in the library, and she's like, "I've never seen him like this because he's all growly and stuff." Mm-hmm. And Giles is like, "He can sense the head of mouth is going to open." He opens the cage, and Willow has to trank him twice while Giles holds him down. And she's like, "I hope you're not mad at me in the morning." Uh, and we don't know what she's going to do with Oz just yet. When they say she's got to move him before he wakes up. Yes. Uh, so they're moving him uh-huh. somewhere. Somewhere. Where, where could that be? I don't know, Zachary. Probably not the basement. 
probably not probably not somewhere adjacent to the boiler room mm-hmm. we cut to xander now dressed outside of the motel because when she kicked him out he was yeah. still not wearing any clothes right i did say that yeah. oh i forgot i i forgot that you mentioned that i just wanted to make sure that <laughs> we said it um <laughs> so uh we can start see the stuff in the bags as he gets in the car and then he checks them and he pulls out a giant jug of kerosene I'm like hey they're not baking any cake. And I was like, you think that you didn't, you thought they got cake mix at the fucking hardware store, you buffoon? <laughs> That's the joke. Yeah, I, I just think it's, it's just really funny. It is funny, but also Xander is such a, um, I just He was can't. distracted by boning. He didn't have time to think about it. Well, he wasn't boning when and they went to the hardware killed. store. And they were doing crime. True, true. Um, so this reminded, this, in my brain, this reminded me of Borderlands 3, uh, when you uh, meet adult Tiny Tina, and she's, like, telling you to get ingredients for a pizza. Oh, right. But it's actually a bomb. <laughs> a bomb, right. <laughs> so anyone, any gamers out there have played Borderlands 3. Right. And th- that is really good. I didn't think about that. <laughs> and so, then he's like, okay, gotta think. I can't believe I had sex. Yeah, this is after when he goes back to the hardware store. And he's like, I can't believe I had sex. Okay, Wait, bombs. Dead guys with bombs. Dead guys. <laughs> Already dead guys with bombs. I'm out of my Buffy will know what to do. Yeah. Yes. And then uh, you cut to, I think it's, is it Buffy that says, I don't know what to do. Yes. <laughs> another <laughs> An amazing angel, transition. Angel's like, then let me decide for you. And she says, I can face, face this. And he says, I can buy you time for Willow's spell to bind it. It's so dramatic. It's and worse than anything you faced. It's just like so over the top. I love he it. says, uh, honey, this is the only way. <laughs> it's like he's calling Buffy honey now. He says honey. It, the subtitles say that. Uh-huh. Uh, and she's like, I, I can't watch you die again. They tell each other they love each other. I bet he said Buffy and they just wrote honey because the people who do the subtitles for Amazon are Perhaps. not very good. And I, Buffy, no offense, Amazon subtitlers. Yes. They're terrible, though. <laughs> and Buffy says, I love you. Nothing can change that. Not even death. Mm-hmm. And Angel says, don't talk to me like that. Oh, wait, sorry. Angel says the not even death thing. Mm-hmm. And Buffy's like, don't even talk to me like that. You may be ready to go, but I'm not ready to lose you. And that's when Xander interrupts. And he's like, there's this problem. It's probably he's like, a bad time. He's like, <clears throat> and they kind of, <laughs> the way they both look at him and they're, <laughs> they're like, like, what the fuck? There's like tears in their eyes, <laughs> but they're just so like, the fuck it is amazing. He's, I love this scene. He's like, can I help? And Buffy just shakes they, her head. And, Buffy, like, and Angel also does this very slight nod <laughs> or like shake his head. It's so like just the way they play <laughs> is so hilarious. And so Xander leaves through the garden. And he's like, I just got to figure out what they're going to bomb. And we cut to the school. I wonder what they're going to bomb. Mm. <laughs> Giles is reciting a spell and there's this big fl- uh, symbol on the floor over the hell mouth. Willow comes in and she tells him that Oz has been moved uh, and Giles is like, anywhere is safer than here. Help, now help me with these candles. And <laughs> Willow's like, we're performing a binding spell from Hebron's Almanac. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so funny to me. And he's like, once it's ready, stay back while I finish the incantation. Don't argue with me. I want you to be safe. Because Willow starts to be like, I can do the spell. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, <laughs> he's like, who knows what will come from beneath us? Mm. And then we cut to beneath them in the boiler room. The, I called them the zombos at this point. <laughs> the zombos. They're rigging up a bomb. And uh, <laughs> Bob's like, this is going to be large. No, uh, oh, someone Jack else says, says that. Jack says that. And the timer on the bomb ha- is set for one hour. And Ooh. we cut to break. 
uh, Xander's like, Giles, is, Giles will know what to do. He's way more calm than, than Buffy. Buffy. <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, but he just like immediately finds he the zombies. He runs into the dead guys. Stop. What? We're zombies? So, They're okay. just walking down the street because they left. Why though? Why did they? Oh, they left. Okay, okay. They left they because the they didn't left. want to get exploded. Yeah, Got that's it. how bombs work. So he drives up to them and he grabs one like by the shirt and is just driving holding on it. He's like, where's the bomb? He's like, yes. it's in the high school. In the high school where? In the boiler room. And then he's like, I'm going to ask you this once, and you better pray that you get the answer right. How do I diffuse it? And he knocks off his head with a mailbox. <laughs> I probably should have left out that middle part. Oh, my. Yeah, that was so fucking funny. Uh, and, and that runner, they do again with him later, too, which is so funny. Yes. Uh, well, so he's like, I probably should have left out that middle part. Uh, I'll, I'll talk about it in a second. Actually. And then they cut to the fight, and, and so I was like, oh, God. It's grown. And it, well, that's after they show Xander running into the high school and he can't open the basement. And he's like, where's a Slayer when you need one? Mm. He, and so the Slayers are in the library. Uh. And Giles says that. <laughs> and Xander runs past the library. And then one of the zombie guys peeks and he's like, wow. <laughs> and then he just leaves. <laughs> and then that one, uh, I can't remember his, Bob, he gets the axe and he's like, Good for chopping. Yes, so they have split up. They're looking for Xander. Uh, and Xander m- gets into the cafeteria. Bob finds him. They fight. Xander ends up knocking him down, grabs the axe from him, and he uses... This is actually like kind of neat and clever. He uses the axe as a crowbar to knock the soda machine on. And then the him. other guy comes in. And he's like, you should have learned by now. If you're going to play by fire, you got to... And the guy just runs away. Yeah, I wasn't <laughs> finished. <laughs> he says, note to self, less, less talk. talking. It was so funny. I love that runner and then they both run into a room and then run right back out and then the demons are chasing them the sisters of jay yes and then they eat the other guy yeah so all of that happens after this little short segment where buffy like gets blown out of the library and she's like faith go go for for the the heart heart. yeah and then and so xander does all that the guy gets eaten he's like okay boiler room and then as like a hell mouth head Yes. He's like other way. Yes. Uh, So he uh, makes it to the boiler room by chopping open the locked door with the axe, and uh, he makes it to the bomb. He's like, "Dumb guy, little bomb. How hard can it be?" That's when Jack attacks him. I do think too. It's really funny, and I just want to mention and kind of discuss for a second, like how Xander. This is a lot about how Xander sort of sees himself as this like action hero. Uh huh. But then he's really not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there's so many of like the things with like him trying to do the like big epic speech. And well, yeah, and getting so, cut off because it doesn't really work like that. Okay, yeah. So I have more to say about that when it happens in a second. So Jack and him are like just talking about the bomb, and he's like, uh, "I'm not leaving till it's disarmed." And uh, Xander's or Jack's like, "I guess you're not leaving." Uh, he pulls out Katie the knife. He's like, I'll carve you up and serve you with gravy if you piss me off. You'll pay the price. I'll cut out your eyes and your tongue. I'll break your fingers. And Xander's like, in 49 seconds. They keep fighting, uh, and eventually they stop, and Xander just kind of stares him down. He's like, I know you're. I know what you're thinking. Mm. And, and then he finally does get to have his action hero speech. Yeah, and he's like, uh, you'll die too, it looks like. Uh, and he's like, who has less less fear? I'm not afraid. Or, Sorry. <laughs> That was word salad. God damn it. <laughs> Xander's like, who has less fear? And Jack's like... And the question like, really is, 
who has those who are, which he's turning around what yeah the thing Jack that Jack said, said to, him to him earlier yeah and Jack's like I'm not afraid to die I'm already dead and Xander's like this is different blowed up isn't walking around and drinking with your buds dead it's uh, little bits and swept up by the janitor dead I don't think you're ready they have this stare down uh, and uh jack asks xander if he's ready and xander says i like the quiet so i just i wanted to bring up this so there's this like runner in this the episode of xander like talking too much and like being like too elaborate and trying to do all these like crazy things Mm -hmm. like an action hero and be like all punny like buffy Mm -hmm. but here like he's not like trying to make any jokes or he's like just kind of being real and he Mm -hmm. is talking talking to this guy he's like wasting time to and stuff like that and like trying to not really intimidating him but just like being very matter of fact with him and i think it's really neat to me that like he he's at this point he's kind of dropped that facade of like the whole action hero thing and he's being a little bit more real right and he's still like talking a lot to him but he's being more real with them, and that's what ultimately ends up keeping the bomb. Well, no, from yeah, because it's like because he's like the whole fantasy thing that he's doing, but this is like him really doing something heroic. Yeah, and, and I thought that was really neat, as magical and hilarious and amazing as he thought. It's just him basically being like, "I am willing to die to save my friends to keep you from blowing them up." are you willing to also be blown, like die permanently and not be able to be brought back? Uh-huh. And I just want to uh, a little, uh, be a little cheeky here and be like, and I mentioned that this uh, immediately put in my brain thoughts of a large moment in season six. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and that's all I'll say about that. <laughs> Indeed. And so, yeah, he. I like the line he says, too. He's like... I like the quiet. Yeah, I like the... He says, you'll be blown up, too. And he says, I like the quiet. And, like, there's this kind of intense stare down. And, and we got the tip. Upstairs, it is not quiet. Oh, I wrote... Cra- I just wrote crazy fight interlude. Yes. They're, like, like, all like... hacking at the Hellmouth monster and yes. getting thrown around. Are you sure it's not just the Hellmouth, Zachary? And I still think of it as that. <laughs> I called it the Hellmouth earlier. Uh, oh, I didn't notice. And uh, anyway, and then uh, so then we cut. It's back. got like three heads this time. Also, I mean, it's also kind of funny because like even if, even if he started running right when they started fighting, he wouldn't have probably made it out of the school before it blew up. Yeah, right. Exactly. Like, I what mean, was it? What did he think he was going to do? It is kind of unclear how powerful this bomb actually is because right. it looks like both a pipe. It's bomb like a jug of kerosene and, and some, some gunpowder. Yeah. I think. Anyway, <laughs> um, so then he he they have a stare down. He kind of looks at the door, looks at Xander. It's like under. It's so funny too because it's like under ten seconds, but there's at least twelve ticks. Yeah. Right. Well, and, and I want to like I I I want to give uh, young Nicholas Brendan props for like this face acting mm-hmm. here because he's like totally silent and sometimes he like does like a little smile but you mm-hmm. can tell he's like really stressed out and scared and then the guy finally diffuses it and he has this moment of like oh my fucking god holy shit like, fuck, holy fuck. <laughs> yes. and he's like but keep it cool keep it cool and he's like good boy <laughs> yeah good boy <laughs> and then he gets to the door and he's like i don't think i want to be seeing you on campus anymore jack and he leaves and Jack's like, I'm not going anywhere. And he opens this he door. Says, the first time you turn your back and then he pulls the door open and, and Oz, Oz jumps out <laughs> and eats him. Yeah. Oh my God. It's so funny. So And we, then we get the next day with the ethereal music <laughs> in the background. Willow's like, even after the Hellmouth was closed, we could still hear it screaming. <laughs> and we um, see Buffy's arm in a sling. Oh yeah. And she's like, I'll never forget that thing's face. 
It's real face, I mean. And uh, Buffy's like, Angel was only out for a few minutes, the longest of my life. <laughs> and then she like looks at Giles and she's like, it was the bravest thing I've, I've ever, ever seen. seen. And then uh, Giles is like the stupidest. And somebody's like, no one will ever know how close it came to stopping. <laughs> yes. And, Zan- and then Xander comes up. He's like, uh, they're like, you're lucky you weren't at school last night. It was crazed. Yes. And he's like, well, give me that quiet life. Anyone want a snack? Oz? Oz? And he's like, no, I'm oddly full <laughs> today. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. And uh, Cordelia approaches Xander and she's like, Look, it's Mr. Excitement. Uh, do you have uh, donuts or. Uh... What the fuck? So the thing I wrote here was donuts or Bombo's lesson lessons in lack of. What? Bombo's? Okay. Anymore. Bimbo's. Okay. Bimbo's. Oh. So Cordelia approaches him and she's like, are you getting donuts or hanging out with bimbos or getting lessons in lack of cool or giving lessons in lack of cool? And uh, he doesn't say anything and just walks away and she's like, what? And she repeats it three times while he He's walks away silently. Cordelia's taunts. Yeah. And I like the, I like the ending of him, like just keeping it to himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was like, it's a nice thing to see Xander do. Cause like he's all like he, he's all insecure about like not being like a big hero or like a macho man and like people everyone else having like more skills than him and being smarter than him and being able to fight better than him and stuff like that and like he had a chance here to like tell them this crazy story that he did while they were saving the world and mm-hmm. like they would have saved the world for uh nothing for the high school if that had happened and blah blah blah, blah. but he didn't and that's nice Mm-hmm. Like it's it's pretty cool that he keeps it to himself, and that is the episode, mm-hmm. the Zeppo. Uh, I don't think we need to memorialize anyone. Only our <laughs> only our already dead zombies died. Yeah, they were already dead. Doesn't count. <laughs> also negates any moral co- problem with killing them. True. Yeah, they were already dead. They weren't supposed to be alive in the first place. Um, so as we go through the series, we're going to give each episode a score from one to 10 stakes with 10 being the best. Zach, I'm waiting on pins and needles. Uh, sorry. I just accidentally closed my notes. Okay. There we go. Um, I gave this eight out of 10 stakes. Oh, so you don't hate it as much as you thought. I don't hate it as much as I thought. I do. I did enjoy it a lot more like looking at it critically. Like I thought, like I, if you had asked me like, before rewatching it for this, what would you give it? I probably would have said six or uh-huh. less. But um, no, it is very fun actually to watch. Yeah, I, when when you and Paul were like, I don't like the Zeppo, I was like, Am I remembering it wrong? I like the Zeppo. I I promise I'm not just copying you. I had already decided to give it an eight. I'm giving Whatever it an copier. eight as well. <laughs> don't even. Lie. I'm not even going to give a trademark point five this time. I just it's it's really fun. There are times when it gets a little bogged down in dialogue and uh <laughs> I would I am left wanting to know a little bit more about what happened in the apocalypse scenario, which I know is the point, mm-hmm. but I don't like not getting to know everything. So uh mm-hmm. that's just a, a, a personal personal reason. Yeah, I think um all of that just kinda goes to heighten it. But it was it was fantastic. I really loved it. I love the whole like conceit of the episode is uh, Rosenberg and oh, no, oh my god Rosencrantz <laughs> and Guildenstern, Rosenstern and Guildenkrantz, <laughs> Rosenberg and Willow, Krantz, Willow Krantz. <laughs> anyway, uh, I liked it. It's like a little homage to that. It's really cool. I just love the whole like 
concept of the episode. <laughs> it's just, I, the tonal shifts are just so funny. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, oh, and sorry. <laughs> and it's nice. This is so far. Bewitched, Bothered, and Bewildered was pretty good, too. But Xander was a trash bag in that episode. Yeah. And this is a good Xander episode where Xander yeah, is not a giant we do trash need to talk bag. about that. That is a good. This is a Xander centric episode where he actually really is the hero, and not like, and it, it it doesn't really feel like a shoehorned in like shitty um, macho man kind yeah. of thing. It's like be it, it's so real to his character, and it's it fits because everything about it is like how he's awkward and like actually a goober and like all these yes. things and like nothing is what he thinks it's gonna be, uh-huh. uh, which I love. Anyway, let's move on to the episode MVP. Uh, I'm on tenter hooks to find out who's the MVP of this episode for you. Uh, I can't not give it to Xander. Yeah, I mean he gets so few. He's gonna get so few. He doesn't get a lot, and he absolutely deserves this one. Yeah, he does. He does deserve this one. Uh, and it could have yeah. been. I mean, not that like. <laughs> The not as much of a jerk as you could have been award. Right. Uh, like, so it really could have been something really obnoxious. Like he uh-huh. saves Buffy and like Conan the Barbarian character <laughs> right. or something. I'm really glad they didn't do that. And I'm glad that his whole thing has nothing to do with anything else that was going on. Yes. Except he actually did save all of their lives. Uh-huh. Although I do wonder, would there have still been an apocalypse if they all blew up? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, Question. I imagine that they like killed the Hellmouth demon like right before and like stopped the Hellmouth from opening like right before the bomb would have gone off. Mm. That's just that's just what I think in my brain. There's no actual evidence anyway, to support that. So that, uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah, Xander and mm-hmm. I. I just again, I love that he doesn't like brag about it or anything at the end. Mm-hmm. And even though there's like horny Xander stuff, it's like. I, I'm like, it's still a little weird, like I talked about earlier. Like, and also, like, I don't know, Faith is hot. Why is she having sex with Xander? <laughs> I mean, like, she could, she could find someone better. I mean, but Xander's it's kind of hot. It's fine. It's fine. And the Physically. the whole thing about like, oh, it's not a, it's like all all we do when Xander loses his virginity and is ready to have sex with someone for the first time is, I just had sex. Wow, so cool. <laughs> And I just had sex. When Buffy does it, <laughs> the fucking it so good. angel gets on the side of a fucking blue people zapping demon and then tries to fucking suck the world into hell a few episodes but later. But isn't that, but that's perfect. Xander's the Zeppo, so it doesn't matter when he has sex. True. Well, yeah, yeah. I'm thinking of it from a more meta perspective of like, oh, when the girls have sex, it's a gigantic deal that they're not virgins anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And for men, it is still a gigantic deal, but it's not a world-ending gigantic deal. Right. No, I get what you're saying, though. <laughs> All right. So it's time for Zach to give us a brief queer analysis of this episode. Zach, what you got for us? I mean, well, so I think the like biggest, most obvious theme is like kind of this feeling of being extra or being left out uh-huh. from society that like queer people often kind of experience how we're excluded from lots of things. I mean, for marriage, for instance, forever, mm-hmm. uh, which, you know, we finally did get that, but it's not safe still. <laughs> right. And um, I think just the idea of kind of 
feeling like the extra person, like people in the LGBT community. I mean, and even within the community, there are members of that community who may feel the same way. Like, right. Like trans people who are often kind of treated shittily by the community at times at large, or like we're kind of left out of movements where it's like, well, we got ours. We're done with you sort of in a way by what some it, people. What it makes me think of are uh, specifically like asexual and aromantic and as- people. Yeah, I was going to bring that up too, but yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Like, um, the idea of like being someone who's apart and separate from mainstream, right? Mm-hmm. But then also within your group of non-mainstream people, you even feel excluded. Yes. So um, something that I can't like, I mean, I guess as like us, like a cis white gay man, I can't comment on as much. Right. But just like <laughs> acknowledging that, that it's there, like in terms of like, I can't say what it's like but i know that it happens mm-hmm. and i want to acknowledge it and i think it's important for us to look at that and work on that uh-huh. oh in a way i can relate to this personally is like i was like in i had like a small group of friends like in high school that like we were i don't know we weren't like i don't know we were kind of aside from a lot of people and we had like this kind of like close knit smaller group, but I was still the gay one Mm. and the one who was not a Christian. And I am very fortunate that uh, my best friends from that time have actually changed a little bit in a way that makes me feel for feel more safe to be friends with them as an adult who has friends to choose from. But uh, that's how, that's a way that I was able to relate to it personally, because even though I was in this group of like slightly othered people in different ways, I was still like apart from them in those other ways. Yeah, that's I'm perfect. I am I I think that goes with it And it was specifically in part because I am a gay person. I also wanted to analyze the idea of um Jack just obviously wanting to fuck Xander. Yeah, Jack is uh <laughs> he just doesn't know how to express his sexual frustrations unfortunately. Right, which is such a common like thing i mean well we already seen it once with larry right where yeah. it's like larry i'm angry because i'm gay and so i pick on you because i think you're gay kind of thing yeah exactly and, and i uh, just want to put mine katie in you where do you want me to stick katie mm. <laughs> so anyway uh, i think that factors in as well i so, agree now that we've done that kyle what's the gayest moment of this episode good boy the equivalent of uh tapping him on the head especially this guy who's been all like (laughs) dominant and macho to him this whole episode Mm -hmm. yeah that was my i was like oh xander's a dom top (laughs) right (laughs) just kidding faith was on top Mm. faith Uh, is the dom top of this episode (laughs) yes so that's what i chose for gayest moment i think it's is there anything more top energy than kicking somebody out as soon as you come that's true. The The diffusing of the bomb was the climax. Mm. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. So a good call. I agree. Thanks. All right, Zach. Uh, do you want to tell everyone where they can find us now that we're done with the episode? Yeah. Thanks for listening. This has been The Zeppo. Um, if you liked what you heard, please make sure to uh, give us a five-star rating and review us on Apple Podcasts. 
You can also support us by leaving a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And uh, I already kind of said that twice. Whoops. <laughs> and you can also follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at BuffyGazePod. You can also reach out to us through our email at BuffyGaze at gmail.com or leave us a voice or text message at anchor.fm slash BuffyGaze. Please share us with your friends as well. This has been Season 3, Episode 13 of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Join us next week when the shit hits the fan in mm. Bad Girls. Turd fans. What could this possibly be about? Till next time. Talking about the bad girls. Bad girls. Sad girls. I'm Kyle. <laughs> and I'm Zach. And we are your buddy gays. Homosexuals. Homosexuals. Happy slaying. Goodbye. Goodbye. Good boy. Good boy. Buddy gaze. <laughs> Bunny gaze. <laughs> Bunny buddy buffy gaze. <laughs> <laughs>